0: On this episode of the Fifth Estate Podcast, talking about uh, the plan by the Victorian government to put police back in schools, there's more word flu madness and a whole lot more if I've got time for it. And without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello everyone, my name is Cameron Blewett and this is episode 21 of the Fifth Estate Podcast for, where are we, Monday the 13th of December 2021. Uh, Now as mentioned at the intro, uh, something that was proposed or mentioned last week in the papers is, uh, if I can find it, here we go, Uh, it's a plan, when was that, Friday, Friday, came out Friday morning, a plan to put uh, police back in school. So uh, that is to get, I think it used to be done in the the 80s or the 90s or something like that, uh, about getting uh, police back into schools um, to, as they say, to the positive impact police can have on a young person's life should never be discounted. Now, five years ago, I would have been, Fully in support of this I would have Yep Would have backed this to the hilt Um, Five years is a long time And I think that this is just a propaganda uh, Propaganda tool By the Victorian government And the Andrews regime uh, To Try and get the public back, uh, perception increased the, the positive view that Victorians have of Victoria Police. Um, totally disagree with it. They've got no place in schools now. Uh, their behaviour over the last two years has been abysmal. Uh, it's just showing that they are the militarised arm of the state and uh, I still have the view that it's an unconstitutional uh, force because... Uh, the the Victorian Australian uh, the Australian Constitution prohibits the states from raising a military force, and it could be argued that the way the tactics and equipment and everything like that that Victoria Police have, they have become militarized. So they could be in effect a militarized police force or or, or you know military. Anyway, all that aside, uh, I think that their response, uh, heavy handed response, and everything that they've done uh, is. Um, is, is unacceptable um, and obviously it, it's falling more in line with my um, free market anarchist views uh, that the state shouldn't have the monopoly on violence, uh, that it is just, you know, honestly freaking disgusting. The What, what has happened in Victoria in the last two years? Uh, I was watching uh, Flight Radar last night and there was um, – Patrol over this over the state uh, certain parts of of the state by one of the police helicopters. Um, I'll include a um, screen the screenshot in the show notes. But you know it, it's the thing. Why? Why? Um, from what I understood is that police helicopters were the, only there for a sole purpose. They were there to be called out if needed um, to assist you know people on the you know officers on the ground um and all that but anyway I disagree with them being in schools I disagree with this whole um change in um focus to try and get back on everyone's good books um it's too late um you know I as I said five years ago even three years ago I would have I would have backed this to the hilt nowadays no I think it is just disgusting um the the they should not be in schools. They've got no place in schools. If you want to bring a positive influence onto children, um, you know put the church back into schools. I do I honestly, I don't give a fuck whether you agree with it or not. Um, but it it's the thing is that do that um because that has also has a positive impact on children. Um, you know, put community groups back in schools, um, get the state out of the schools, make the schools, the way that they were, were run by the community, um, you know, and not by, you know, friggin' idiots in freaking Canberra um, pushing that. And, you know what, it's a thing, and I'm letting you know now. Um, in the lead up to the coming federal election and then the following state election, um, you, you're going to be hearing more about my um, anti-political views, my anarchistic views. Uh, and because I I really don't think that the state has any moral authority to do anything anymore. Their their behaviour over the last two years has just been fucking disgusting, uh, and and that so, uh, you know they've they're no longer legitimate in my eyes. Um, I yeah it, it, it's just it's one of those things that I think more people need to wake up on, wake up, um, and, and realise. Now you know Shane Patton gets to do his bit in the Herald Sun, so. Um, he's not, you know, he's he's a politician now, uh, and he should be treated like that. Honestly, I'd love to see Victoria Police disbanded and it done, dealt with locally, um, because there is no way, um, that, you know, th- their response. Okay. I mean, look, they've they've got things that they're supposed to be doing. And, uh, where are we looking at? Uh, hang on. Um, one part of it that they do is that they want to have control over firearms licensing. Now, I'm really not interested in what your views on firearms are. This is solely for the resources that are available. Now, they can get 800 police to go and attend fucking parades that – um, through town that should, should never have needed uh, police instant, um, you know, a police presence. Maybe just a couple of general duties officers to more for, um, hey, do this traffic control, all that sort of shit. Um, but they can find the resources for that. And yet, you have a look at um, applications now. Current status, status of current applications is the last updated uh, seven days ago. Last data updated on the sixth of December. So, new application, new firearms, firearms license applications, processing application submitted eighteenth of October. So, you know there's the, there's the, the twenty eight day um, period where hey you, you you know your application just sits there, but then where are we now? We're at the thirteenth of December, nearly two months. You've got to wait two months for your application to be processed um you know this is just freaking disgusting it should be taken out of the government's hands um leave it to you know we can we can find groups but anyway i'll I'll, you know rant more about that later on um probably once the uh state elections finish uh sorry federal elections finished so then i can focus more on state issues and it's going to be one of the things that i want to talk about um that you know, the the state should not have the monopoly on granting licences for things. Um, but anyway, moving right along. So in line with that, there was a, another bit where um, uh, Patton, uh, sorry, the chief police, police reporter Mark Butler did another piece in the Herald Sun today uh, where he's seen an extraordinary surge in the level of threats against police amid pandemic-related unrest. Um tch, 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 tch. There you go, um, Mr. Patton said. There was an alarming level of doxing, the malicious sharing of private or identifying details about members. Those responsible were not from single sphere, and were not from a sphere, single sphere, and were also zeroing on politicians and other public figures. It's not just right wing; it's people with views that are extreme, people with mental health issues. He said, "It's significant threats." Um, you know what? I. I let, let's first of all let's just come, come, you know talk about the elephant in the room here hey yes what is right wing um is it anyone that opposes anything to do with the government well you know I'd be willing to bet there'd be a lot of lefties opposed to what's going on with the government why not just talk about left wing um you know I think that this is um concerning and it's also um officers carrying such rallies rally officers carrying covering I'm not having good talking day today officers covering such rallies are now only displaying their service number so they cannot be privately tracked later but hey hang on this is the thing the police have the ability to go and knock on someone's door because of a Facebook post and yet you know it's the thing is that if they've done something wrong and there was that speaking of you know it, this is a big rabbit hole to go down Um There was that – where is it? I don't know if I can find it. There was um, a guy who was a mentally disabled guy who was um, – what happened? His mother, I think, called to do a welfare uh, check on him and um, six police rocked up the door. He had uh, mental health problems and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, um, this guy ended up dying uh, due to the, uh, police response, um, I wonder if I can find it, anyway, um, so yeah, that, you know, for the police response and there was, a, like, man, that was disgusting, what had happened to that guy, um, I can't find it, I'll have to, no, I, I, can't find that article. I've even forgotten what the guy's name is. Um, But, yeah, it's the thing is that, you know, and then they were found not guilty of his death. Um, That's like that's honestly it it was always going to happen very rarely and it's not, you know, something that I'm supporting uh, but it's the the matter of that when these matters go to court, unless it's something, you know, really, you know, what you'd say is out there, uh, they're always going to be found. It's, you know, no um, excessive force or whatever's going on. Um, You know, never should have happened in the first place. Uh, But um, I'll I'll see if I can dig it up and talk about it in another episode. Uh, What else was there? Uh, I think I might end talking about that one, but, yeah, I can go down a huge rabbit hole with that. So next thing. Um, They're pushing the Wu flu boosters uh, because they're, what is it? Herald Sun says, new push for COVID-19 booster shot after concerning fine. Um, The find is that people can get it after having got the flu again. (laughs) It always happens. Uh, Anyway, so there's that big mad push for it. And then some poor bugger in New Zealand was jabbed as many as 10 times in a single day. Authorities believe the multi-vaccinated man have may, may have been paid under the names of uh to get shots under the name of other individuals who want the privileges extended to those protected against COVID-19, but don't want to get the jabs. Uh the series of therapeutics do not protect you from it. They do not protect you against the from it with it, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh there is no protection. Uh you're, you know, saying that, hey, hospitalisation is reduced by 95%. Well, you know, <laughs> of 2% people tested end up in hospital anyway. Um, so, yeah, the, the the bullshit's going on. Um, and speaking of bullshit, they're still pushing uh, Bob Carr's narrative of the unjabbed not being able to access Medicare, uh, Medicare funding for hospitals if they end up... Uh, hospitalized because of the wee flu, Uh, you know, I'm I'm all for that. Absolutely, 100%, let's do it. Let's just not, though, if we're going to do it, let's bring it across the board, okay? Anyone deemed overweight can't get, you know, can't get access to Medicare for funding for any health-related issues due to their excessive weight, fine. Smokers, bang. Smokers don't get to go to hospital for anything that's smoking-related. People who drink alcohol, bang. Beauty, let's deal with it. Um, if you're driving a car at excessive speed, you go to hospital, bang, you don't you know, you you're not entitled to Medicare um funding for your hospital for his, hospital stay. Um, drug users, get them off the list. Um, you know, let's let's just not you know, let's actually let's start it. Let's, you know, let's jump onto that slippery slope and get rid of um healthcare for the unjab, but just let's keep going. Let's get rid of it for everyone. And, but, of course, you'll never see the lefties mentioning that because it's all about universal healthcare Now, and this is the other thing. Uh, the Labor Party people are going to be pushing out there. And You um, can't trust the Liberal National Party with Medicare. Well, you know what? They haven't uh, distanced themselves from Bob Carr's comments. They haven't condemned Bob Carr for his comments. They've just been silent about it. So as far as I'm concerned, they support it. And so if they support Bob Carr's comments because he's a um, one of the stalwarts or elders or whatever it is within the Labor Party, how long is it going to be till that becomes Labor Party policy? And that's the question you need to ask yourself. Uh, so anyway, the uh, Red Scarfed one did a little bit of an interview with him in the paper on the weekend and I'm not going to go there because I, uh, I really uh, despise the evil class. I think that these people are just fucking disgusting. Um, They need to be treated with contempt and mocked at every chance that they can get um, for that. So um, one other thing that I did want to cover on um, before I, oh, it's only been a short episode today. Um, Yeah, I'll see if I can get this one going and get this one over and done with and then uh, that will be it. So it'll be a short episode. Uh, Something that appeared in The Age uh, under the title of Group to Mount Legal Challenge to Force Prosecution of Premier over ho- Hotel Quarantine Disaster. Um, this is um, about Self-Employed Australia. Now, they, oh, September last year, I think it was, they wrote a letter to WorkSafe to get WorkSafe to investigate hotel quarantine due to the deaths, which they can do uh, under the Occupational Health and Safety Act in Victoria, that if the regulator hasn't uh, launched an investigation, someone can do it. Um, Now, there was a whole lot of prodding, it was referred to the DPP, um, WorkSafe have laid charges against the Department of Health, no individuals, no ministers and not the Premier. Now, uh, the Coates Inquiry, uh, as um, restricted and as um, farcical as that was, uh, did highlight that there are other things that were uh, of concern about that and, you know, this is the thing, the Andrews regime were the ones who brought in the industrial uh, industrial manslaughter laws. So why aren't they being charged with industrial manslaughter? It, it needs to be, a, you know, I. but this is the thing. Get it, charge them with it, get it into court. I mean, starting at the Premier and work down. Premier, health minister, unions, um, the Cho, the acting Cho, anyone who had any finger, anyone whose fingerprints are on this hotel quarantine bullshit. Um, so, you know, charge them. Charge them all with a criminal offence and then let the courts decide who's liable and who's culpable and who's responsible and everything like that. Um, you know, because I can guarantee if you had it been a private business that had, had have done this and killed, what was it, 600 people or 700 people, that, oh, you know, WorkSafe would have moved ha- heaven and earth to charge. It. The government would have turned around and increased funding for WorkSafe so that they could investigate it. Uh, and everything like that So uh, You know it, It's the thing is that um, Yeah it, Something needs to be done Because this was just disgusting um, And for the Premier to turn around and say I can't recall for everything that he's done uh, Is is just um, You know Disgusting um, he, This is an evil person No no other way to sugarcoat it or anything like that Yeah um, I oh, know it is second to the way which claimed more than 800 lives and prompted the government to introduce stage 4 restrictions. Um Okay, SEA spokesman so that's Self Employed Australia. Spokesman Ken Phillips said the group lodged a complaint with WorkSafe in September last year which he claims compels the workplace watchdog to investigate 27 different individuals or agencies including Premier Dan, Dan Andrews. Um, former health minister jenny makarcos and professor sutton if mr andrews and other individuals were successfully prosecuted they could face jail terms or personal fines of hundreds of thousands of dollars under the occupational health and safety act however previous legal challenges to public health orders and government response to the pandemic have largely been unsuccessful. but okay this is it we're not challenging the public health orders and and this is just fucking gaslighting or disingenuous of the age to put that in what they're doing is finding out who's responsible. They're not challenging the legitimacy of the orders. They, they're they using the current legislation to prosecute someone for, um, for want of a better term, let's say, incompetence or negligence. Um, now, uh, in September, uh, WorkSafe charged the Department of Health, formerly Department of Health and Human Services, with 58 breaches of Occupational Health and Safety Act over hotel quarantine program. The Department could face more than $95 million in fines over allegations that failed to provide a safe working environment for its employees and put non-employees at risk. However, Mr Phillips accuses WorkSafe of refusing to comply with its statutory obligations. The OHS Act allows any person to lodge a requirement for WorkSafe to investigate with view to prosecute if after six months from an incident, WorkSafe has not in- initiated a prosecution. Um, so going through the rest of it um victoria's failed quarantine program was a subject of an inquiry late last year by former judge jennifer coat uh, who was unable to determine who commissioned the use of private security guards or who in the andrews government had approved the plan including uh, according to a report tabled in parliament in december 2020 um The age contacted five lawyers who specialise in occupation, health and safety, but none were willing to speak publicly about the legal challenge to the Worksafe investigation over concerns they could jeopardise existing or potential work from the government. One Melbourne lawyer said the case brought by uh, brought by SEA against Worksafe had some legitimacy at first blush. Now this this is the thing. This you know what is there? We're, you know. If, follow Adam Sumwreck on on Twitter. Um, and the, the stuff that he comes out with just shows or indicates how um how tight uh the Andrew's regime has um uh, how tight he you know how tight a grip he has on the Andrew, uh, on the regime. It, oh man. Um <laughs> it's just oh. Just remember, I mean, if it was a private business that killed 800 people or led to an action that led to the deaths of 800 people, what would be going on? I mean, we've seen um, recalls on all sorts of products because of an unlisted ingredient Uh, causes a mass recall because of, um, you know, potential for allergic reactions or whatever. This isn't a food product, you know, and then that costs the companies millions of dollars for the recall, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and yet here's the Andrews regime escaping prosecution or responsibility for for what they've done and the impact that it had on the rest of the state and if not the rest of the country because of their incompetence. Uh, yeah, you know, I'd I'd love to say I think that you know we'll we'll see how um you know we'll, everyone will get their day in court for for this um. I don't think so I I don't know I I don't think the those responsible in the regime I don't think that they will ever be held to account Um, it's something that I think that they'll have to justify with their maker when that time comes Um, yeah as to as to their responsibility culpability and all that sort of stuff Um, yeah I I don't know I I have a feeling that when Andrews does lose office, uh, hopefully it's in November next year, that as soon as the results through, he's going to nick off. He's going to nick off overseas somewhere, um, somewhere where it's hard for, for people to get to him. Um, so, you know, yeah, it, it is, it's, it's going to be one of those things where he'll just nick off so he can't face prosecution. Uh, he can't be held to account like Turnbull did. And, but then he's having a sulk from overseas and he actually he's back in the country now having a sulk and a whinge and, and um, white anting the uh, current Liberal National Government. Uh, but Yeah, I reckon, Andrew, as soon as the election I, if it looks like he's going to lose, I reckon he'll be here for the election night, maybe to concede, uh, and then he'll nick off overseas somewhere. Uh, I certainly do hope he loses his seat um but you know what's going to happen i mean is is there going to be anyone i mean is there going to be that much of a of a radical shift in parliament where he could be prosecuted um i don't think so i think the liberal national party will protect the labor party because the swamp always protects itself um that's what it does uh so yeah so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that one but you know fingers crossed that he does lose his job um, and then you know, we never have to see him on TV again unless it's um, you know, him walking up the steps of the Supreme Court or the High Court to face charges. um yeah finger- anyway, um enough fantasizing about that. Uh, I think that's about oh actually um, <coughs> pardon me. Two things that I did want to go on about. uh the first, Pandemic declaration was made. uh, What day was that? Friday, the tenth of December. Uh, It was in the gazetted. uh, It was in the government gazette. Uh, I, Daniel Andrews, Premier, after consulting with and considering the advice of the Chief Health Officer and Minister for Health, being the Minister responsible for giving advice under Section One Six Five A B, brackets two of the Public Health and Wellbeing Act Two Thousand and Eight, the Act. I am satisfied on reasonable grounds that there is a serious risk to public health throughout Victoria arising from the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic disease. Accordingly, i make a pandemic declaration under section 165ab1 of the Act Applying to the Whole of Victoria. This pandemic declaration comes into force 11.59pm on 15th December 2021 and remains in force until 11.59pm on 12th January 2022. Dated 10th of December 2021, the Honourable Daniel Andrews Premier. Yes. So we've got three, two days. Yes, two days left of freedom. We'll have to wait and see what happens, uh, how draconian uh, the measures are going to be. The other thing I did want to talk about is that um, we need to do something seriously um, about removing the power that Victoria Police have over the population. Uh, there's a Control of Weapons Act uh, 1990. Now under Section 10D of the Act, uh, the commissioner or um, re- authorised person can make a um, declara- uh, designated area declaration. So um, this is, what they do is they declare an area, uh, a time frame, blah, blah, blah. So Um, This one is the Assistant Commissioner, Western Region, acting as Delegate of Chief Commissioner of Police under Section 10D1 of the Control of Weapons Act, uh, declares it as a designated area, the area in Geelong within the boundaries of Geringhap Street, Western Beach Road, Ballerine Street and Ryrie Street, as shown on the map below, including those roads. Road has the same meaning as Section 3 of the Road Safety Act. This declaration will operate as follows... Um, Friday 10th of December 2021 from 1300 hours to 2100 hours and Saturday 11th of December 2021 from 1900 hours to 0300 hours, during which time members of the police force are authorised to exercise the following powers. In a public place in the designated area, without warrant, stop and search for weapons any person anything in the possession or control of the person any vehicle or uh, any vehicle with a person in or on the vehicle and anything in or on such vehicle b detain a person or vehicle for as long as reasonably necessary to conduct a search c seize and detain any item the member reasonably suspects is a weapon and d request a person who is subject to a fu- of a full search to disclose his or her identity R. Uh, that is done so like that the oh, man that is like really um i mean to de- to de- <laughs> seize and detain any item the member reasonably suspects is a weapon anything can be used as a weapon if you've got a pen they can take a pen off you because a pen can be used as a weapon um you know your keys if you if you've got a um um, you know, a bit of a chain attached to it that could be used as a weapon. This is just fucking ridiculous. This is a massive overreach. Um, it is, I, I can't see that there's any justification on it. If the police have um, evidence or intelligence that something is going to happen in that area, um, you know, it, it only looks like a small area. When you have a look at the map, uh, it's near the pier. There's what? What? Two, three, three main roads, a couple of one-way streets, um, and all that. So, yeah, it's you know why, why if 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 they've got intelligence that something's going to happen or they think something's going to happen, a police presence that'll stop it. Um, so you know they do this shit in the gazette, so because they know no one reads the, the government gazettes, so they can get away with it. No. Oh, under section ten, blah, 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 you're now going to be searched without warrant. Well, you know what? Get fucked. Um and and this is it, man. It's this is what a totalitarian regime looks like. Police can pass orders like that. Not even a judge. Judge didn't even sign off it to see if it was justified. It's just because, hey, the who was it? The Assistant Commissioner decided, hey, I think we need to do that. So, bang, they can go ahead and do it. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with the uh, pandemic declaration on Wednesday, what orders come out with that, and how draconian they are. So, anyway... Uh, that's about it for this one. Uh, thanks for listening. Look forward to having you join me on the next one. So um, like, subscribe, whatever it is that you got to do for this one on your podcast player. Um, any show notes will be at um, thefifth.estate forward slash episode 21. Uh, my name's Cameron Blewett. This was the Fifth Estate Podcast. Thanks for listening and bye for now.